Thank you, Lord, for, for never losing a battle, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for already declaring victory over us, Lord, already equipping us for victory. We just thank you. We give you praise. It's just to give him a hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let's, um, let's stay standing. Um, you don't have to calm yourself down. Let's stay ready. Let's stay in a position of expect expectancy. Um, you don't have to settle in. Just keep our ground and our heart fertile with ultimate receptivity to the Holy Spirit. Let's um, turn with me to Psalm 23, a familiar verse that most of us all know. Psalm 23, and I'm reading from the ESV version. Psalm what? 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my what? I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over, or my cup overflows. Sorry, I got the, the King James Version in my head. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And all the saints say, amen. Go ahead and have a seat there. So in this... um. In this 21 days, in the beginning of 21 days, Amber had a, uh, an idea that we reach out to those closest to us and we just say, hey, how can we pray for you? We're going to enter about three weeks of deep fasting and prayer. How can we pray for you? And um, most of them, of the uh, dozen or so responses that we got, the resounding theme that we saw was, Please play, pray for clarity, or in other words, that God speaks clearly to me. And please pray for obedience. So clarity and obedience. And as I began praying the first week intentionally for this list of folks that are close to us, friends and family, I, um, I said to God, I said, in this season here, is there truly a veil of a, around our eyes and our ears? Is there, are we truly walking in a haze where we can't hear from you clearly, where we can't obey you, we don't have the confidence to obey you? And he brought me to Psalm 23. And um, the question that I was left with was, it's not that I'm not speaking clearly to you. It's not that I'm not, you haven't gotten the confidence to obey me. It's that you are moving too quickly to hear from me. You're running, being tossed to and fro to hear from me. So it reminds me in the first line, the Lord is my shepherd. And it just reminded me that a shepherd shepherds a, or sheep. 
And we are, uh, we're stuck asking for clarity and for obedience because we don't understand the relationship that we have with our shepherd. We don't understand the nature of a sheep. We are caught trying to be the shepherd in our lives. So I've, um, in my prayers, my prayers have shifted, not for clarity or for the confidence to obey God, for those people who are on our prayer list, but that we learn how to properly be sheep, that we stand in the green pastures and we understand in those green pastures, there's nutrients, there's sustenance, there's everything that we need. There's clarity. The sheep, we don't, we don't get an understanding of the sheep's motivation to responding to the sound of the shepherd until the sheep gets to the shepherd. We, we see they all run, but we, we can suspect that some of them were only running because of the other sheep were running. But the most mature sheep, we get a glimpse of once they get to the shepherd, we understand that their motivations was because the shepherd, they understood that the shepherd had everything they needed. For, for the most, for the immature sheep who don't, who don't understand the, the, the relationship of the shepherd or the, or the purpose of the shepherd, what did they do? They ran off. They got distracted. They chased other greener pastures. But those mature sheep stayed and waited in expectant anticipation that this shepherd provides everything I need. Here is my green pasture. The most obedient and faithful sheep recognizes the shepherd's voice. It recognizes that this is the green pasture that I belong to. Here's my sustenance. The enemy warps our minds to thinking that our value comes from the things that we produced with our hands rather than just who we are. The enemy warps our minds to think that we, our value is us being the shepherds in our life. The shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, says in verse one. We are the sheep. Man, I'm gonna talk to you real, real talk. So I, I left my notes. I usually prepare a long list of notes, but I just wanna give you real talk. So real talk, where I'm from, is that I have something to get off my chest to you. So the men, Monty talked to us, Pastor Monty talked to us yesterday directly, and he challenged us to lead, be leaders of worship in this new mature season that we're going into. Men, I have something else to say to us. Um, we got to step up our game. We, we have to step up our, it's not about clarity and obedience, it's about hearing from God. It's about learning that it, here in worship our, of our shepherd, here's where we find everything that we need. On our prayer list of those people who asked for clarity and for obedience, the majority of them were men, men of God, men of valor. But they can't see past the fog like those sheep because they're not hearing from God's voice. So we got to learn how to worship. We got to learn how to like deep worship. We, instead of us running and trying to find value, running, trying to find the next assignment, running to find the next opinion and respond to the next need, we need to be planted, like it says in Psalm 1-3, planted by the rivers of water. There's where you get your sustenance. There's what you get where you get what you need. No, we need to not just be planted. We need to learn how to kneel before God. No, no, we need to know how to take a knee before God. No, we need to know how to sit before God. No, what does the scripture say in verse 2? 
He made me to lie down before God. We need to learn how to lie down before God, lay prostrate before God. Come on, it ain't weird. It ain't weird. Stay on your face. Lay down. That word there is not lay down and lifeless. It's laying down, stretched out. Take possession of your green pasture. Stretch out. God has made you to lay down. He designed you to be sheep. Stretch out. Right, Vincent? Vincent be in the back, stretched out, laid out. Come on. So then when we get ready to respond to the needs, we, we can sing from the depths of our heart. In him do I live, move, and have my being. Breathe in me. Live in me. Let your glory reign in me. It ain't weird. Lay down. Prostrate. Let the, let the spirit deposit in you. Let him shape your character. I'm talking to the men directly. He's speaking to you clearly. He's speaking, see past the fog and hear your, your father's voice. I'm going to get off the men because got, we got it last night. No matter if I'm coming back to the men. And men, <laughs> teach your sons to worship. We be in the back with the kids and our, our young queens are growing up and they're worshiping God with all of their heart. But our young men, it's so difficult to get them to worship. It's so difficult. They're going to grow up trying to find values in something that's other than what God designed them to be because right now they're not worshiping. We need to teach them how to worship. Let them see that you, you are laying and you're letting that dew in the morning refresh your skin. Let them know that your shirt is wet because you've been laying on your green pastures. Let them see that your face is wet because you've been, you're crying tears of joy because the Holy Spirit has washed you. Let them, let them see you sing out. Dads, dads, uncles, brothers, let them see you do that. Bring them with you. In the morning when you get up and you lay, tell them, son, lay with me. We're going to pray. We're going to worship our God. Or else. They're going to grow up finding value in the things that the world tells them to find value in. They're going to find value in how many girls they're with, how many cars they have. (laughs) (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) How many cars they have, how many houses they got, how much money they make, what what their bank account looks like. They're going to find value in the things the world tells them to find value in if we don't tell them, show them, demonstrate to them how to properly understand the relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. I'm off the men right now. The shepherd has a responsibility to the sheep. He plants the seeds. He tills the green pastures. He waters the pastures. He also, the shepherd also has some tools at his disposal. He has the, uh, the staff, and a, the staff is a long wooden stick, and it's usually a more hollow wood that the shepherd will use to gently guide his sheep. You know, if the sheep start to get a little wayward, they would just tap them here. No sheep, we're going over here. Oh, they got Kentucky grass over there. No, no, we going over here. Oh, they got Bermuda grass over there. No, no, we going over here. The, the, the shepherd knows when this pasture is drying up, when it's no longer producing the 
nutrients that it needs to adequately provide for its herd. So it gently moves it to another spot. Um, the shepherd, the sheep may not know everything that the shepherd knows, but the shepherd is a good shepherd. Um, they also have the rod, and the rod there is a, a, more, a heavier wood that is used to protect the sheep, not only in the natural, but in the heavenly, heavenlies. So any, any influence that can take us off the path away from the herd is protecting us from it. But the rod is also used to hone in the most rebellious sheep. For those of us who are bad sheep, or bad sheep. <laughs> Where's the door? Where's the, I'm going to go right there. Let's... <laughs> do sheep do bad? Do they do that? Is that a goat? It's a sheep. Ah, no, I Old McDonald. Uh, it was I. Oh, yeah, so the, the, the rod is used to discipline the most rebellious sheep. Sometimes the shepherd has to take that rod and break the legs of the most rebellious sheep. And, and, and he picks that sheep up and he puts it on his shoulder. And it's in that healing process that that sheep learns to depend on its shepherd. And it, it really learns to, in, in him, in my shepherd, do I live, literally, move. And have my being, Psalms of eight, Acts 17, 28. It's, it's that bond that it has with that sheep as it's healing is unbreakable, but it's learning not to be a bad sheep. I know for me, I, um, I haven't always been, and in some ways very much battling, being planted by the rivers of water planted in these green pastures, not looking for the Kentucky grass or the Bermuda grass. I'm like, Lord, this, it rains too much around here. This grass is muddy. <laughs> He's like, yes, let it exfoliate your skin. But I repent of that. I repent of being a bad sheep. And I thank God for using the rod of taking away those things that I previously assigned value to that previously allowed me to move from pastor to pastor under my own will. He's broken me to the point where I have no choice but to rely on him. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. A good sheep knows and expects the shepherd to provide. That sheep, they stood at attention and waited as he fumbled with his book bag. And they stood there, the most mature sheep. They stood there because they knew that that shepherd had everything they needed. A good shepherd, I'm sorry, a good sheep understands that he or she is not the shepherd. That the shepherd and it, and it lets the shepherd shepherd. A good sheep knows the voice and stretches out on his pasture. So our next step, I, um, Pastor Monty challenged us for the next 40 days to um, refrain, refrain from those things that may 
influence us, that may take hold of the thing, uh, of our, in, of things that move us, to refrain from alcohol or smokes if you do that. I'm going to build upon that. The next, the, the, an additional to that challenge is, especially for our men, I want to see our men leading this up. And, for, and ladies, if your man isn't here, go ahead and direct them to this podcast. If you don't want to listen to podcasts, just play it in the background while you're cooking or while you're driving. But they need to hear this. Play it for your sons, for your brothers, for your uncles. The challenge is for the next 40 days that we learn to lay in our green pastures. Like literally, I just preached for five minutes on the ground. You can do it. I know it's super awkward. I got flies on me and everything. But in the morning, when the dew is still fresh, when the moisture can still uh, revitalize your soul, I want you to lay down a blanket or a sheep or a rug or even go outside and just lay, stretch out. Allow, your, allow the Holy Spirit to deposit in you. Allow your God to shepherd you. If we need to, buddy up with someone. I'm, I'm going to find someone that I can partner with and can call me at 5.30 and tell me, hey, let the shepherd shepherd. Just like that shepherd called his sheep, allow this herd to call you to worship. It's, um, I hope that was good for y'all. Praise God. Praise God. I, um, let's just end with... Uh, an expectant worship as the worship team continues to uh, sing and just end with a, a, a fervent, vibrant worship for our God as we go into this new season in our fast.